fellow disasters. disasters. Welcome back to another episode of Really Bitch. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm Wombat. And I'm Nomi. And this week, <laughs> we're going to be digging in a little deep. This might sound like a therapy session, but um, we're going to be talking about our bullies. The Regina Georges of the playground. And it's, yeah, I, I feel like it's part of the growing up experience. It's just kids murking you constantly. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be and fair, like, like, oh, just kids are just dicks. Yeah, I mean, they? I'm not going to lie. I did make it very easy for kids to pick on me because I literally look like a hobgoblin. <laughs> I look back at pictures of myself and I was like, you know, I would have bullied me. I would have bullied me too. I would have done it too. <laughs> oh. um, I think this is actually going to be a pretty uh, funny episode because uh, in primary school, that's when I was bullied. That's when it began anyway. And me and this bully ended up going to the same high school. And as listeners probably know, me and Wombat went to the same high school and uh, she then became your bully. Yeah. Oh, some people don't change. They just don't, they just don't change, change, man. And it's so funny because, like, I also got bullied in in primary school. Um, <laughs> you thought you got away, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I came to high school. I was like, I'm gonna reinvent myself. <laughs> lol, lol. What a joke. What a joke. What a joke. I took the L almost immediately, but um, <laughs> it's like funny, yeah, because I I started getting bullied in primary school but it was it was a weird one because it wasn't like you know kids just being like ha ha it was this one person who was my friend like my best friend mm. and she wasn't even popular she was like a bit of a loser and so was I but she was so toxic and very bossy and controlling and it, she basically wanted to feel less of a loser, so she put she made you feel like the lower of the two, basically. Yeah, she made me feel like the ultimate loser. <laughs> um, I'm glad we can look back and at least laugh. Yeah, I re but the thing is, I remember just like it. Th there would be days where oh, I look at it now and I'm just like, wow, I really did that. I really, really did that. Like there was one there was one thing like she used to do every lunchtime, every break time. Mm. So she would leave her packed lunch in like the packed lunch area or whatever. And she okay. would always without fail be like, you have to go get it. Go get my packed lunch. I was basically her playground bitch, you know? Oh, oh my God. Is that why you always get people to do stuff for you now? Maybe, maybe it's just like my trauma manifesting. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, your parents make you so much damn coffee. <laughs> now I've made them my playground, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. No, because like, <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah, without fail, she would always be like, um, where's my packed lunch? And I would be like, oh, sorry. Like such a dweeb. And like then an go idiot, back, yeah. Like such an idiot. And well, I used to do stuff. I used to get stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, 
similarly to you, my, I guess my first bully was also my best friend. Why is that? Why, why is that? I, I feel like that's a common theme with female friendships mm. is, at least like toxic female friendships, is there's this weird power play especially if it's like two friends, right? Mm. And there's this weird power dynamic and power struggle. And Okay, I want to ask you a question because obviously bullying can be sometimes really bad or just really minor. I would have to say my bullying, like it was never ever physical. No, um, no. It was never like that. But it really did obviously take a hit like mentally and on my self-esteem and stuff. Was it the same for you? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, I would feel so, like, beaten down, like, mentally. Mm. And I'd come home and I'd just be like, I really don't like going to school. Like, I really don't like it because I knew as soon as I go to school, she's going to be like, get my pack lunch or, like, just, you know, be annoying. Is That's, like, the, the least of your worries. It would always be something else. You never knew what was coming. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely fucked me over and then when I went to high school I thought like it was for me it was meant to be like a um (laughs) a chance for me to reinvent myself and Mm. like have a good high school experience but of course (laughs) that that wasn't gonna happen because this girl had it out for me um and again we fell into this toxic friendship dynamic oh my god like she made my year seven life like fucking hell I just hated it and I would go home like crying and telling trying to tell my parents but in a way that I didn't want them to react and be like okay we're gonna call the school or something because I knew yeah you don't want more attention on you yeah I was like that's just gonna be worse so I kind of just left it and I remember there was like a very particular memory that always stands out to me And I don't think I'll ever forget it or I'll ever really, I know people are like forgive and forget, but I'm like, I really can't forgive nor forget because this (laughs) like fucked me up so much. I remember when we had that like massive sleepover in the school. Oh yeah, I didn't go to that. Yeah, I don't know why I went. It was nasty. Like it was a sleepover in the cafeteria. I bet they didn't even clean those floors. They didn't. It was so (laughs) gross. Anyways, so (laughs) a couple of weeks beforehand, it had been Halloween. Best time of year best time of year and I remember people were trick-or-treating and this one particular group of boys came round to our house for trick-or-treating which was weird because they were like my age but hey ain't gonna judge but um yeah there was one guy and he was really attractive and I remember like me being so lame like this guy being like oh happy Halloween or like trick-or-treat or whatever and I was like yeah you too you're doing the Debbie Ryan like <laughs> tucking my hair behind my ear thing um and so I told this person and she immediately devised this plan to make me believe that oh god she loved doing stuff yeah. like this I I remember this story and she she used to do that to a lot of other people I knew or like that we were friends with so I told I tell her about this guy and she was like, oh, yeah, I know him. He's my cousin, Jamie. <laughs> I still remember the name. And um, and she was like, yeah, he's my cousin. And I was like, wait, what? No, he's not. Like, I didn't believe it instant, like, immediately. But then 
me being a pleb didn't realize like obviously in my excitement telling her tiny details and so she would use that as a way to be like yeah no see because he has he has x y and z right and then I'd be like oh my god yeah I'm dumb <laughs> and then um so it fast forward it comes to the sleepover at the school and she's like oh my god I told Jamie to give you a call and I was like what and she's like yeah, yeah, yeah he's gonna call you so at the sleepover they had like makeovers and stuff so they convinced me it was her along with another a, a other group of people who were also like we were a friendship group at that point and they were all in on it as well and mm. I remember yeah they were like oh my god you have to get a makeover you have to get a makeover and we'll take a picture and send it to him so I do all of that I looked clapped either way. So I don't know what I was thinking. I was going to be getting uh, even uh, like non-existent or not. Like, I don't know where I thought I was going looking like that. But um, they, they like took a picture and then they were like, oh my God, we're texting. And then they set it up that he was like sending texts. Mm. I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't care. Um, and then they were like, okay, he's going to call. He's going to call. <laughs> I get a phone call and obviously all of them had disappeared except one person um, from the group who was kind of just tired of it up and like up to that point. She was kind of like, I'm just so over this. Like, it's not even funny anymore. Mm. Um, So she was like, go to the bathroom. And I remember like running to the bathroom and I was like already like could feel the tears in my eyes because I was like, I know, I know what's going on now. And they were all in the bathroom, like over their phone, like making noises and, you know, all that stuff. And then when they got called out, like instantly everyone else was felt really bad because they saw like how upset I was over it. Obviously. And they were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like we just thought it was We just thought it was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they didn't think I'd take it so seriously. And then um I was just like crying to the point where it was like, you know when you're like you can't even breathe properly, like you're just crying so much. And mm, ugly crying, ugly crying, like Kim K crying, like like that, and um, yep. <laughs> and like one of the older students came round because they were like chaperones, I guess. And oh yeah, they came round and they were like, "Is she okay?" Like in like referring to me because I was just crying <laughs> and I couldn't speak Obviously, properly. Yeah. And everyone else kind of went a bit quiet, and this girl, um. Flat, this bully this bully flat out looked her in the eye and was like she's just really homesick so she's crying <gasps> and I remember I looked at her and in that moment I was like nah dead to me like fuck you and, and like yeah and then year eight was uh, I just completely cut her off and yeah and then year eight came and I just got into another friendship group and I just stopped talking to her basically and Good. as I <laughs> grew up like throughout the rest of high school I got healthier friends and I became I really came into myself a little bit more I think that properly came through at university but I was definitely like on my way to becoming more confident oh yeah yeah and um and yeah and I remember there was a time when everyone in the year because she had done something or she had started some beef with somebody and that person wasn't ready to 
wasn't going to lie down and take it. So it became a whole thing where the year was almost like involved in, do you remember? Oh, I remember. But I'm also, I also have zero sympathy because she not only bullied us, but she bullied a lot of other people. And yeah, it was kind of like a mutiny. Yeah, like obviously when, you know, when you start high school, you're still like a kid. But, you know, when you start becoming a teenager, late teens, um, you're doing exams, you are thinking about your future, what you want to achieve, what career you want to go like into. We just have more important things to do at that age. Yeah. Like in my case, I'd known her. So uh, just to give a bit of insight, when I was like seven, six or seven, I moved to Madeira with my parents, obviously. Didn't go there by myself. Because <laughs> uh, we were going to start a new life there and basically stay there. So I went to school over there. After like three years, let's say, I came back into the same primary school. Um, and I think it was like just at the end of year four. And she was the only person I remembered before I left from before I left England. So when I came back to England and I saw her, I was like, oh, wow, like, oh my God, I can't believe I actually have a friend here. And the thing is, I stuck out like a sore thumb because obviously I'd come from another country. I had quite a tan on me at the time. I had a bit of like, I had streaks, like red streaks in my hair because my mum let me dye it. I just remember feeling, yeah, I was definitely sticking out. And she obviously used that it became, yeah, it became a thing. Like she was never like, you know, she didn't touch me or like hit me or anything. Well, maybe like jokingly. Um, and maybe, oh, to be fair, having said that, <laughs> I remember one time we went out in high school, um, like after school or in the weekend. And it was like with two of her mates and I tagged along and we were walking along this bank and she nearly pushed me in the river. And I just remember being so fucking pissed because if I had fallen in, she would not have helped me back out. And I know that for a fact. She would have just left and laughed and she would have made the boys like go with her and like think it's a joke and like hide somewhere. And I know that because she's done that sort of thing before. Uh, it's weird as well because we were literally bullied by the same person. So weird. At different stages in our life, yeah. which is so mad to me. Um, which sucks because I mean that if anything that just shows that that person did not change and had an opportunity to change mm. question for you what's the one thing that sticks with you or that someone said be a bully or not and it just you you can't get over it and it affects you to this oh, day. Oh man, I hate it because it's so annoying. But I used to get bullied a lot for my nose. And I remember it started in primary school. And back then, like I didn't have like a, for me, I didn't see any issue with my nose up until then, until people started bringing it up. And then I was like, oh, should I be concerned about Oh, okay. And I remember it was so, it got to the point where I remember I didn't want to take pictures from like a side profile because I would get so like self-conscious about it. I remember I was like 16 and asking my dad, like seriously asking my dad, I wanted to get like, um, is it rhinoplasty? Rhinoplastic surgery? Yeah, rhinoplasty. 
Oh god, I remember you were like, oh, when we became really good friends, that was the number one thing. You were always like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get surgery. No doubt about it. I'm gonna get my nose done. I think I'm like come to the point where I'm just like, okay, this is my nose, like whatever. And Mm. I don't hate it as much and I don't know if I would get surgery. I don't know. I'm kind of like, "Mm, maybe not, like a CBA. Um, I'll make do with what I have. (laughs) But I yeah for like the longest time that was such an insecurity for me and still yeah it's still kind of sometimes it just comes up yeah like it's still in the back of my head but what about you what's one thing that stuck with you oh okay so this this didn't come from a bully uh this is just was like literally the most random comment that some guy said to me some guy a kid in primary school in my class had said to me, and it was like a really big deal for me for quite a few years. Um, <laughs> so it was during summer, and in summer, you wear short sleeve shirts, right? I'm European. Uh, my father is French, and my mother is Portuguese. So we have very uh, strong hair. <laughs> Resilient. Um, <laughs> Resilient hair. Uh, on top of that, my natural hair is like a dark blonde. It's quite light in comparison to my eyebrows, which are naturally very dark. So my body hair is like my eyebrows. Does the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> <laughs> so when I obviously when we were kids, and I remember being in class. And I had my arms like on the table in front of me. And this little kid came up to me and he was like, your arms look like Wolverine. And I know that is so, so stupid. But I just remember being like, what? And he just just goes, he just looks at me and he's like, yeah, they're really hairy. And at that age, because because I had that comment, I started to realize like, in the middle of summer, when I remember we broke up for the holidays and I refused to wear anything that showed skin. So I would wear long sleeve, mm. yeah, like long sleeve shirts or tops, uh, jeans everywhere because I asked my mum if she could like wax my legs and my arms and she said no. So I basically was like, well, if I can't get rid of it, I can't show it because I was so self-conscious about it. Yeah. And and then it just became a thing. My mum was like, this is ridiculous. So she was like, okay, I'll wax your legs, but I'm not doing your arms. And I was like, okay, fine. And then we finished my legs. As soon as she fucked off, I put some wax on my arms and uh, I waxed it. And then she came downstairs and was like, I told you not to do, you know. And then she finished the job because obviously she's not going to leave me with like a patch of missing hair on an arm. <laughs> Um, and then it just became that, like that became my life. And then it got to a point where I hated seeing any hair. So even letting the hair grow to be waxed was like a big no. So I started shaving because it was like immediate. Funnily enough, I'm allergic to shaving. (laughs) So when I would shave my arms, I would like scratch them until they like bled, you know, stuff like that. It was, but I was so paranoid. And this happened like all throughout my teenage years as well. I just became so paranoid and hated it. I hadn't seen my arm hair 
in probably over five years because I, I just wouldn't let it grow. I would shave it like every other day. And it, and to think that that just came from an unsolicited comment. Yeah. Like su- from such an unnecessary comment. Okay, so question, what would you do if, like, have you seen those videos where people are confronted by their old bullies? What would you do if you were met with your bully? What would you do and what would you say to them? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. They know exactly what they did and they know why they didn't have any friends at the end of their school life. They know exactly what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were saying. And they were confronted many times by different people. So why am I going to waste my breath on someone that I haven't seen or spoken to in years and who is completely irrelevant to my life? I mean, okay, so like why I mentioned that question is that that could have been a reality for me and you know like confronting a a former bully (gasps) really yeah so I remember it was already I'd settled in in our high school and I was I was I think I volunteered to do um, oh like open days open days I was yeah I volunteered to do the open days for sick form oh yeah and um oh bruh I remember. I'm pretty sure I did as well. Um, who? <laughs> I think I did that as well. Lo- loads of our girls yeah, I did. Think so you must have done art, and then I think I was doing. I can't remember. What oh I was yeah, doing. I think I was doing English. Oh no, or history. I don't know. Um, one of them. One of them. But I remember um, this girl from my primary school had come to the open day, and. Oh. Yeah, and I saw her, and I swear to God, I froze. Like I was like, no, 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 no. What you just turned into a little kid? Yeah, again. I was like, no. If she joins this school, like everything I worked for will just be ruined. <laughs> like I was so nervous. But <laughs> her mom, you know, the thing is, her mom and my mom were quite friendly, and her dad was lovely. And they instantly saw me, and they were like, oh, hi, how have you been? all this kind of stuff and just you know being like yeah we were considering here we knew that you went here and it's a good school and you know they still frequently they because my parents like um work in at like in a supermarket so they would run into them quite a lot so they would obviously talk about Um. like my mum would talk about me and and all that sort of stuff and they would be like yeah we're thinking of maybe sending her there as well because it seems really good blah 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 and I was just there, like, having this, I felt like I had, yeah, regressed back into my, like, wow. 10-year-old self. And I was just like, no, 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 this can't, this can't be it, please. Um, she didn't go there <laughs> in the end. Um, but, yeah, I remember I was, like, having to deal with that. I was thinking about it and I couldn't sleep because I was like, okay, in the instance that she does come back like come join our school what am I gonna do like how what like am I gonna confront her are we gonna am I just gonna slip back into that old routine and become her playground bitch again like I don't know like you had changed so much you had changed so much from year seven to what year 13 Mm. no year 12 and yet you were put back into that mental state of yeah 
That's crazy. It was insane. I, I don't know what I would have done had she had actually decided to go there. Um, I think I... You probably wouldn't interact with her. Yeah, I don't think I'd be her friend. Um, <laughs> you, you have like so many different friends at that point. Obviously, we were really good friends in sixth form. We had our own little group and like, we were we were really friendly with yeah, so many yeah. people. Well, nearly the whole year, basically. And everyone was really good mates, which, you know, I can't say for all schools, but we were really lucky. So I just, you just wouldn't interact with her. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't care who they are. If they disrespect who you are as a person, your identity, or just anything, your safety, your well-being, mentally or physically, do not get, no, get rid of them. They don't, they don't need you in their life. They don't mm. care for you in their life. So I think you should give them the same, the yeah, same option. Yeah, you know, like that scene in, in 300 where they, he just kicks them in a hole. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Yeah, you I need like to that. get them in a lineup and just go, and kick them in a hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I mean, even me, like it, it, even me, it took such a long time for me to feel comfortable to confront those people. And um, oh, I don't know, you know, there are some people that are worth taking the time to maybe see if they can change or they're willing to listen and learn from their mistakes. And then there are some people who clearly do not give a fuck and are not going to change. So you just mm. have to be like, mm, all right, then adios, like goodbye. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just, if you want to give people that chance, then I'm, yeah, go for it. I think that's what everyone deserves is like a chance. But once you start getting consistent, repeated red flags, there's no point in putting yourself in, in making, giving yourself that mental anguish when it's just not necessary, especially at our, well, I make it sound as if we're super old. At the tender age of 25 and 24, you know, we have careers we have to think about. We have fam, like we have our own families to think about. There are much more important things than me worrying about someone who's a dick to me sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's a hard process. I mean, there are still, there have been instances, even as like a working adult, where I've been in situations where well, oh I've, I've, god yeah i you know it, it's taken me a while to understand like hey what they said was not okay and it made me feel like shit and i shouldn't i shouldn't have to engage with that or you know let it slide because you know for the for the whole of the group or whatever you know to to maintain the peace mm. i mean sometimes you can't help it um so like in a work force environment you can't really I don't know it's it's difficult especially when you're just starting off your career you definitely don't want to rock the boat you don't want to be a dick for no reason and because you are junior or you are the new person in that company you will get shit thrown Mm. at you by higher ups and that's just Mm. the nature of it yeah yeah like also like I've been in working environments where people have just said stuff that are so not okay I've been in working situations where people have said stuff where I've felt very uncomfortable, but because I was the most junior person, 
And it wasn't said directly to me. I was just within earshot. I couldn't say anything. And I remember telling my mom and my mom was like, look, all you got to do is you do what you need to do and then you move on and find a better environment and find better places because they are out there. And I did. I moved into a really great agency. They were the first agency that I had like a full-time, well, I wasn't interning at there. Um, and yeah, and it, it was a really nice environment. And I was like, okay, it's cool. They exist. They're out there. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, dickheads are going to be around at, at, at every point in your life, at every age, you know. Um, also, people have bad days. And as much as they shouldn't, or we shouldn't, even if, like, say we do it, we can sometimes take things out on people that don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. That For doesn't sure. necessarily make you a bully. I mean, it makes you a bit of a dick in that moment, but unless you're doing that every day or, you know, quite often and regularly, then, you know, mm. maybe look at yourself and you might want to look a, at that and change it. But I think there's a difference between having a bad day and just being malicious and like intentionally yes. cruel um yeah if especially if you've been called out on it and you're aware of how you're making someone feel and you continuously persist to do that then yeah you are <laughs> a bad person my guy like sort you are the problem out. yeah sort yourself out man like go get some therapy um i don't know there's a very clear difference between someone who's a dick and someone who's trying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think, you know, we can all say things or do things that we don't mean and you you look back on and you're like, ah, you know? I know I've done it. I know I've definitely said things where I'm kind of like, oh, that was a bit harsh or, oh, that was a bit mean. Oh, God, yeah. You know? I know I can be a massive bitch. Don't get me oh, wrong. Same, I say I know here, what hurts people and- yeah. Maybe I've said that yeah. to, because I knew it would hurt that person. Yeah, like we can all be spiteful and vindictive, you know, it's within our human nature. But I think the difference is if you recognize that and you know that someone's been hurt and you just continuously do that and you actually find some sort of satisfaction from it, then you'll, you'll need help. And yeah. um, I mean, part of being an adult is say you you're a dick to your friend however what way you you talk to them you apologize obviously first and then you talk about you know either the lead up to it or why you did it obviously that doesn't excuse your behavior but tell them how you're not going to do that again and how you're going to change that you're adults you can work through it you know and if that mm. person turns around and says, I don't want to give you the time of day anymore, they are totally in their right yeah. to do that as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't, f <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, when someone's been an asshole and then they've just been like, but I've changed. I, I want to come back into your life. I'm sorry, but some, I've, yeah, I've said sorry. sorry. Sometimes it just doesn't cut it and you've already lost that person. It just means that you need to take that experience yeah. and make sure you don't do it again if you don't want to be if you don't want to be in that situation again, you know? Um Yeah, I've lost friends, like I've fallen out with people, you know, tons of times yeah. whilst growing up. 
uh, even now as an adult, I still go through that. And it doesn't change the fact that I have like a great su- like core support mm, system. Mm. And I, I know, so the friends I've had for like over a decade, you know, people like that, I, I'm very sure they're mm, not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Am I going to go out of my way to hurt their feelings or just be unsupportive back and give nothing to the friendship? No, that's not how relationships work in general. Communication's always key. Mm. People are going to come and go from our lives. Relationships are going to change as you grow older. And that's okay. Like, maybe you won't have as much time as you would have liked with that person or with that friendship group or whatever. But you still... The main thing is being supportive, being kind, being there for them when they need. Like, it's that's basically it. But also, I think... Like if you are in that situation, it's knowing when to let go and realize that that friendship is not, it's not healthy for it's you not worth and it. your mental well-being. Yeah, it's not worth it. Like what you're, yeah, what you're getting is a lot less than what you're mm. putting into that friendship or whatever. If you're willing um, to put in the time and effort, good for you. But from someone who already struggles with their mental health as it is, I don't need other people to take liberties with it. And I will put myself first. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, no, I think that's important as well. And it doesn't make you like, you know, I, I have like troubles when people say forgive and forget, because for me, it's like, not that I want to hold on to a grudge per se. But for me, it's like that person has had negatively impacted my life in some shape or form. And for me to just be like, mm, forgive mm. and forget, I, I just can't sometimes. It's like, no. You're not a doormat and you don't deserve to be treated like one. Yeah, I'm not going to just, you know, forcibly forgive you because it's the it's like the kumbaya shit to do. Like, <laughs> no, it made me feel a type of way and it still to this day has its effects on me and I don't I don't appreciate that and I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it doesn't matter because mm. it did matter and still does matter um I just won't be rude back to that person I'm not here to you know start beef or bully them back this like, isn't like that. a pissing want... contest my time yeah, is valuable it's not like I'm yeah, it's not like I'm out for revenge or anything. I just feel like, you know, I don't really want you back in my life unless, you know, you've demonstrated that you've really changed or whatever. But even then, I'm still like, I don't think I can fully forgive you because, you know, when I, I, think... ha- when I gave you that opportunity, you you squandered it. And mm. I don't think I owe you that. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, just that's a really good you... point. That's the that's the point. It's like just because you've turned a new leaf and you've moved on doesn't necessarily mean I have. Yeah. And I don't owe you that, you know, that's Pete a piece of peace, right? Yeah, no, like, you don't you're you don't owe them anything. And if you don't want to give them any form of contact or reason behind that, like fine. That's your decision and you're allowed to make it. You need to do what's best for you. And if you think that's the way forward, then go for it. 
for sure. We're very different oh God, from yeah. how we were at school. School is yeah, long gone yeah. and dead. Oh okay. My God. The, the <laughs> things I would let slide are like a joke to me now. Like I think about how much I let people <laughs> just shit on me. And I would just be like, okay, thank you. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was such a pushover. Yeah. My God. It was it was on another level. Yeah. I think the reason I became so extremely, like, headstrong and confrontational in high school is because I was what I would call meek back in primary school. So I went the complete opposite. Those hormones really did a number on me because I was aggressive as hell. <laughs> yeah, just a full-on hothead, man. Um, no, but honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, same. I think now I, when my, like, for instance, like my cousins would tell me about situations where I know that they're being backed into that same corner I was, I'm just like, no. No, yeah. you should not let that happen. You should not let them do that to you mm. because they are literally taking liberties and you don't deserve to be treated mm. like that. And you... Sometimes it's good to hear that though because when you're a kid or like, you know, when you're younger, you think maybe you are overreacting. Mm. Maybe you are being the sensitive one or maybe you're being this, that and the other. And sometimes the truth of it is you got your feelings hurt because another person was being a dick. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's hard. It's hard to confront those people and to, you know, it's easier to let it slide. But I just think in the long run, it's better to like, I don't know, just get that shit out of out of the way, you know? Um but yeah. Yeah, we've uh we've shown a lot of our trauma, our childhood trauma. <laughs> we, we've yeah. aired a lot maybe of a shit. psychologist. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. I, maybe a psychologist will um listen to this and give us a few pointers on how to deal with that. But <laughs> yeah. if not, God. hope you guys had a good day. Hope you had a fun time listening. And if you were a bully or you realize maybe now some of the behaviors you did was dickish or, you know, really borderline bullying. Fuck you. <laughs> no jokes well number one fuck you but number two we hope you've changed we hope you've grown mm. up and realized those behaviors and just yeah all right join us next week and listen to what has us saying really bitch <laughs> bye, bye. Nothing. I wouldn't even look at them. Really? No, mum, don't open the door. It makes such a loud noise. <laughs> Hurry up. This is going to be the blooper. <laughs> <laughs> no, people are going to think I'm such a bitch. Time, mom, get out of my room. <laughs> You're like Cartman. It's like, man, get out of my room. Man. Take my kitty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>